Hello, everybody. Welcome to our special interview with Mr. Ty Taylor, the creator of The Bridge. Hey. And with me also is Mr. Trevor Oz. He is the uh, the man behind the video interview, our video review, I should say, of The Bridge. And uh, I believe you gave it a 4.5 out of 5, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Now, I want to know first things first. What made you enjoy it so much? And then I want to go right to Tyler or Ty. I don't know why I just called you Tyler. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the game. It, the From the very outset, the art just struck me. Um, the black and white art, it's a beautiful game. Um, and the, the big thing about it is the puzzles. Like the puzzle, it kind of started off like a little slow. And it's like, yeah, I'm getting the hang of this. And I can I can get the, through these puzzles pretty easily, and then it adds new things upon new things, and it makes it more difficult and more difficult. But the, the more difficult it gets, the more satisfying it is when you complete the puzzles. Um, until the point where you get to where I'm at now, where it's extremely hard, and I'm like crying because I can't figure it out. <laughs> so, so, so I guess the first question towards Ty should be. Why are you torturing people? It's such an amazing game, and then you just decide to torture them with awesome mind-bending puzzles. Well, the more tortured they are mentally, I should say, um, the more rewarding it is when they finally finish it. Uh, one of the one of the main points of a of a puzzle game is to um, is to feel the aha moment that you get um, when completing a puzzle, um, and that's why I play them. Uh, that's why people enjoy puzzles. Uh, definitely a certain uh, subset of, of players who enjoy the genre and those who do enjoy the, the genre, they like that experience. And so the harder a puzzle is, um, the more rewarding it is at the end when you finish it. So what was your inspiration behind the bridge? Uh, my primary inspiration was MC Escher. Um, he's probably my favorite artist. And anytime I've looked at his works, I've always kind of imagined myself around inside of one of the drawings and uh that kind of naturally went uh i wanted to make a game after that so trevor go ahead and ask him a couple of questions um other there's been a few other games uh based on mcs the biggest one comes to mind is echo chrome did you ever play echo chrome i actually didn't um no i i kind of heard about echo chrome after I started development of the bridge. So that really wasn't so much of an inspiration as, as MC Escher was directly. So when this game came out, did it ended up, did it end up becoming a success for you or it's not something that you have to answer, but I want to know like if this was something that was a success, something that really made people care about this because it seemed like critically People fell in love with it instantly. Giant Bomb was all over it. IGN was all over it. Was this something that you really felt successful over? Absolutely. And it was it was a a great reward to all the effort I put into it. Me and Mario, um, and it's still coming in. It's great. Are you ever planning on adding more to the bridge, or is this the final product? No, this is this is the final product. Um, my, my plans moving forward with the bridge are, are finding ways to port other platforms other than PC, but nothing in terms of content. So is it true that you work at Microsoft? Yeah. So 
So have you ever thought about bringing it over to the 360 or is that like a whole process? Like considering you're on the inside there, will that make it easier for you to get it over onto the 360 or is this going to be a big challenge one way or the other? No, Microsoft doesn't like insiders like that just because I'm affiliated with it doesn't mean it's going to be any easier. But um, I would love to have it on, on the 360 and, and any other system. Uh, it's a big challenge and that's a, a big hurdle to go through. So. Now, if you don't mind, can I ask you what you've been playing recently and uh, whether it's indie or AAA? Um, I, I mostly gravitate towards indie games. Um, uh, uh, I, I do play a lot of Portal. It's not really an indie game. That's probably the only AAA game I've played recently. Um, let's see. I, I like I like puzzle platformers uh, like Offspring, Fling, or or Braid, or Limbo, or things like that. Recently, I'm trying to think. I, I don't know. They all they all kind of blend together in my mind. I don't know what was recent. What was a year ago? <laughs> It's completely understandable. I sometimes have trouble tearing apart which ones are which. It's, uh, I'll tell you, like, The Bridge was one of those games that's been high on my list of games to play for a long time. And then starting this, it gave me a whole new reason. And then I had to end up giving it up because so many review ca- review copies of games came in and, I was, and luckily Trevor stepped up to do it and he was very interested in it also. So me losing my chance to play, it was like a really sad day for me. I was like, man, I want to play this so bad. And especially, you know, just with all the great things that were said about your game, it was just, it went crazy when it, it was like a week from release and all of a sudden, like you could feel the water starting to boil. It was just, it was nuts. Like it seemed like it was really quiet until then. And then at that final moment, mm-hmm. it just kind of blew up. And did you end up getting that feeling also, or was this like with most indie developers where they were freaking out? Oh, a little bit. I really didn't have a, a build ready for the press until a couple of weeks before. So that's probably why I didn't hear much about it. I kind of kept quiet until a couple of weeks in advance. You seem to be a pretty quiet man as it is. <laughs> well, I don't know. It, when, it come, when it comes to like talking about my game, I wasn't really ready to start doing that until it was almost ready to be launched because it wasn't perfect yet. And so, uh, I mean, in, until until it was really ready to be reviewed, until it was really ready to be taken critically, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to, to start sending out to people. Yeah. That's completely understandable. Uh Tell us more about who you are as a person, because that's the thing that interests me most and tends to interest a lot of people most is who you are. Um, I'm a game designer. Uh, That's what I've uh, basically always done. Um, I mean, quite literally, like from as long as I can remember, I always remember drawing mazes or designing little tabletop games or puzzles or things like that. And when I started high school, I, I taught myself how to program and started making video games. Um, but I've always made games or puzzle games or, or something like that, digital or non-digital. And then um, I went to college to learn how to program. And in grad school, I started the bridge and just have been working on it ever since. So you're a super huge nerd. Yes, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> that is that is what I like to hear. It's fun. And, and looking, looking at your past stuff, it seems like started almost at the very bottom making a game for a calculator. 
And then eventually, you know, progressing. Switch. Absolutely, yeah. Everyone's at the bottom. Uh, my first, my first uh, games were on a T eighty three calculator because one in my high school was required to one math classes, and so I sat around all day and programmed a math calculator, made game. That blows my mind. The fact that you've come from Snake Death to the bridge is just crazy to me because the bridge is it's it's one of those games that really stops that debate of games aren't art yes they are and this game is absolutely art it is a simply controlled yet hard to master work of art it's a it's a moving painting and the fact that you came from a, a, a calculator game just it's mind blowing, and I don't well, no, understand well, how you do that. Well, well that's that's everyone okay, though, because not necessarily regulars, but no one. The, the you know the highly polished indie games that you see that people spend three years on—that's no one's first game ever, except for Phil Fish. <laughs> well, kind of. Well, it's it's not really his game. first game. I mean, he made plenty of other other games on on his computer, even as a as a kid with his dad. He made he made lots of games. Yeah. Well, first game I've ever heard of that. Yeah, that's, I, I guess that's a definitely a good point. I mean, those were pretty interesting the way that he had done all that. But this isn't about Phil Fish. This <laughs> is about you. So, I want to know what comes next. Like, do you have something you're working on currently, or um, are you going to do something big in the same kind of vein? I'm eventually going to do something big in the same kind of vein, but. After after just coming off of a three year project and still kind of working on it here and there to try to try to arrange getting it ported to other platforms, I'm I'm not ready to start another three year project just yet. Um, really, my goal was to I, I've got I've got dozens of ideas in mind. My goal was to kind of just quickly prototype them out um, and maybe make a two or three two month games, short ones that I get for five dollars. That's kind of Kind of what I want to do, just to just to clear my mind of this, this whole overwhelming day project kind of mindset. So, do you ever have? And I don't know how this works. As I said, with you working at Microsoft and everything, is there any possible way that you would actually port over to the PlayStation Four since they're reaching out to indie developers or even the PlayStation Three? Yeah, I, I want to be on all platforms. My my affiliation with Microsoft doesn't doesn't stop anything like that. Okay. Well, I don't know how deep that goes or anything, and I don't want to ask all the questions to be like, "Hey, uh, so you work at Microsoft? You uh, got a Microsoft tattoo on your face, right?" <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Okay, I was just making sure because it's a, it's one of those very interesting concepts that. It seems like with the way of everything that we've heard from the uh, Xbox 720 or Infinity or whatever it's called currently to what we're hearing from the PlayStation 4, it sounds like with the new Xbox, it's a lot of talk about Entertainment Hub. And with the PlayStation 4, it's a lot of talk about game developers making it work right for them and them actually giving out dev kits to indie developers so they can actually put their game out there like they're reaching out to them so that was one of those things i was really wondering about is have you been reached out to no i've got i've got no idea i've got no first-hand experience about any of that oh that's that's kind of tragic actually <laughs> i I'd, I'd look forward to seeing your game maybe with like some kind of tilt controls on the uh it sounds really weird to think about the fact of tilt controls being something really cool but with the bridge it's kind of a necessity 
that's something I've been working on recently. Um, I, I haven't started porting it to anything other than PC, but I started integrating touch and tilt controls to get it working on uh, Windows tablets. Ah, nice. I was actually going to ask if you were going to if you were thinking about bringing it to mobile devices like a tablet or or a phone, even. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I've, I'm pretty much finished with the 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 PC side infrastructure for that. Uh, getting getting it from the XNA PC dependent co- the Windows dependent code that I've I've written it into something like iOS or Android is actually very difficult. But I've already got it running on uh, Microsoft Surface Pro or anything that runs Windows. So that that's kind of cool that I can I can use touch tote in that capacity. You know, I have a question that I want to ask you that I never thought of asking any anybody else before, but for some reason it never comes out that people ever talk about uh, touch-controlled devices. Are you worried about possibly putting this out on an iPod, or not an iPod, an iPad? I'm a grandfather here, apparently. And having people rip off your game, like how we see the multiple Zelda clones and everything like that. Were you, are you ever worried about something like that happening with yours? Some kind of, uh, for lack of better words, a, a shittier version of it, like an absolute low quality. No. Um, one of the more distinguishing things about the bridge is it's, it's art style and the, the fine tune of the gameplay. Um, without being an identical copy, I don't see anyone anyone able to do that. If, if you tried to make a, a, a shittier copy of the bridge, I, I you would absolutely fail, uh, probably. Unless I mean, unless it was a seasoned, talented indie developer, and in which case they would be making their own thing. They want to be making copies. I like the fact of how confident you sound about yourself, and you really deserve that. That is an absolutely amazing thing to hear because most people that I've talked to, most developers I've talked to, they're like, yeah, it's it's okay. And for you to actually say you don't think that anybody has the chance to rip it off, uh, that makes me like you way more. So I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that no one has the ability to. I'm just saying that anyone who does have the ability will be talented enough to want to work on things and want to spend time creating someone else's so you're you've uh, did you do any of the programming at all? I did all of the programming. Okay. See, that's one of those things. It's like, how do you go about programming something like this, where instead of just moving the character back and forth with arrow keys or WASD, instead it was like one of those things where it's just like you tilt the world. Was that a bigger challenge for you? Well, tilting the world wasn't necessarily the biggest challenge because most uh, a lot of programmers can make a physics engine fine or, or build one on top of another physics engine. In that case, tilting the world is just simultaneously rotating the camera and changing the gravity direction. So that wasn't terribly difficult. One of the, one of the more difficult things with programming was getting the player to walk between impossible architecture and getting that to work in between impossible architecture and and getting gravity inversion and everything to just work throughout this impossible scenery that you walk through, which if you, if you try to construct it in, in 3d or in real life, it wouldn't make any sense. And so like, how do you take this, this interpretation of it and, and get it to just work? And that was actually incredibly difficult. How, how difficult is it to come up with these puzzles? I mean, it's difficult enough for me to even finish these puzzles. How, how difficult is it to actually create these puzzles? So roughly 7% of the puzzles that I came up with in the first place made it into the game. Uh, 
most of most of the puzzle design was just done on a, uh, some drawing paper, so a tablet, uh, where I could just sketch it out on pencil and um, and rotate it, rotate the actual tablet around, and look at it, look at it, and kind of uh, envision in my mind where the player would be walking and what they would be doing. And m- most of the time on paper, I would throw it out because I knew it just wouldn't be good enough, or I knew it wouldn't be fun enough. And then once I figured, okay, this had a chance, this puzzle had a chance of, of being entertaining and fun and challenging and, and whatnot, I would I would make a quick prototype on the computer in the in the game and have people play it. And uh, about half of those I threw away before I before I um, had Mario do the art for them. And so most of the design process was kind of just I don't want to say randomly, but but very experimentally coming up with levels and most of the time throwing them away because they didn't work. So how much of your time was actually spent on level design? Like when it comes to how long the game's been in production and everything, how long did you spend on just designing levels themselves or puzzles? Probably between designing the level and putting them all together, polishing them, probably a third or more of my time. So did you ever have any levels that you created that you actually couldn't even finish so you took them out? No, I was able to, to finish all the ones that were possible. Oh, hmm. I, I, I guess I could answer that question was there were some levels that were impossible. Were they actually impossible? Most likely. But I guess there's a chance that they were possible and it's too hard for me, but um, I don't I don't think there are any possible levels that I, I couldn't solve. Huh. Uh, th- yeah, you're you're blowing my mind with some of the ideas of like the puzzles you could come up with like with some of the stuff that is in that game it just it seems like you've put so much thought into it if if there's one that you couldn't solve i don't know how anybody possibly could well uh in grad school i kind of focused on mathematics and i actually was able to mathematically derive some of the proofs as to whether or not a level was solvable and so for some of the levels, I've, I've had a huge uh, whiteboard full of uh, essentially a graph, uh, a, a nodes and edges and plotting out all the positions the player could be and seeing if you're in position A, can you get to position B or C? And from position B or C, can you get to position D or E, et cetera, and try and exhaustively show whether or not a level was possible before I would give up on it. All right. Uh, do you have any more questions, Trevor? Um, none, that, none that strike me. Okay. Well, we're we're thankful for the time that you were actually able to give us. We're all on a time crunch here today. Uh, we would love to have you back in the near future if that would be possible. Uh, there's a, a certain type of thing that I'm trying to set up with uh, a few indie developers to get them together to have like special roundtable talk. So if you ever want to do that, you're definitely welcome back. And uh, I, I really, really mean it when I say thank you very much for the time you, that we were able to have with you. Absolutely. It's been fun. Thank you.